0: everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of The Wrap right here on the Fight Game Media Network. Happy Monday to you all as we begin a brand new week recapping the week that was for WWE as we are now under two weeks away until the 2024 Warrior Rumble going down live in the St. Petersburg, Tampa, Florida area at Tropicana Field. I'm Keela Cash and by my side as always is my co-captain, my right-handy, sometimes advocate for the now disappearing von wagner i bring to you back on the wrap as always salty scott young welcome back salty
1: thank you for having me keela as always it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things wwe very excited for the conversations that we're gonna have uh we got a we got a regular on the show can't even call him a guest anymore got a regular on the show but uh this is gonna be fun i'm excited and uh yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be completely focused in on YouTube. My two eyes on YouTube the whole time and everyone watching.
0: That is so sweet. So those of you who listen audio only, I have a little secret to reveal to you all. As we are recording this on a Saturday night, Scott is watching his Lakers play the Utah Jazz and whenever the clip of the week for the rap drops on youtube you might see his neck crane like an ostrich to the right or to the left to follow the score and he will be distracted by whatever topic we're talking about but he'll be okay but for most of the show i can guarantee you on camera he is craning his neck score watching
1: uh, nah. I slept on it wrong, so if I have to turn it, you know what I mean. I just, I'm just trying to get my neck right. The doctor told me just to do these neck exercises. So if I have to turn it and just look a certain way for a while, it's just me doing the exercise.
0: Lying about a cook in your neck—that is a new low, even for you. <laughs> I cannot wait to select the clip to see you in action, craning your neck following the Lakers. But as you mentioned, we are not alone today. It's been a while. Since we had a guest on The Wrap, it is Warrior Rumble season. And I thought, why not bring on the OG himself, one of the OG hosts of The Wrap way back when, noted Ring of Honor historian from In the Clinch and The Dynamite Show. I bring to you back on The Wrap, Grandpa Des, Paul Fontaine. Welcome back, Paul.
2: Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I haven't heard somebody tells such a BS story about their neck since Roderick Strong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess he's neck strong salty Scott.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well played. See and, and I I'm watching a hockey game tonight because it's hockey night in Canada as we record. But my game is on is on I paused it. So the game's actually over like an hour ago, but I, I have no idea who won and I'm staying off of Twitter and I'm not checking the scores. And I'll watch it when we're done because I want to talk to you fine folks about uh, WWE.
0: Yes, diving into the week that was. I'm a cheater, too. I'm watching the Chiefs in Miami play in very coach, um, very coach. Cold- conditions on Peacock. It is like what 23 degrees outside. It's frosty as hell and they're playing and the Chiefs are winning for now. We got like a quarter to go, but I will not be score hawking. I will be focused on the rap and I will only check the score when I'm not speaking. <laughs> so I'm going to be very honest about that. Unlike Scott, who will be score checking throughout the show. man.
1: I just, I, I every time, like you know, there's a, I just keep getting this, ah, it's crick in my neck. I don't know what that is, but no, I don't, I don't check the score. I don't even have the TV on. Boy, it's on mute. Twenty
2: three <laughs> below. That's that's colder than a witch's bleep. Uh oh. That's yeah. I, I said bleep. I bleep myself. That's really cold. It's minus twenty three Celsius here, which is I don't know, like probably about maybe about minus five. Fahrenheit. Least, so minus twenty three is really cold. At
1: least they're playing the game. Buffalo ain't yeah. playing their game yeah. tomorrow.
2: Nope. Well, no, cold is fine, but that's snow you gotta you gotta fool around with. It, it's uh yeah, Taylor. I, I don't imagine she's braving that cold. Oh, she's out she's, there. She is bomb. she really?
0: Yes, they oh, defrosted wow. her booth so we can oh. see her twenty five times, so we can see oh, her reactions so, to her guy. Wait,
2: is this legit? Hang on, I don't know if you can be able to see this.
0: Yes, that is legit. That is actually Taylor Swift watching the game. Oh my goodness.
2: That looks me like a watching, album cover.
0: Me yeah. watching Chiefs Dolphins
2: through my neighbor's window because I didn't want to pay for Peacock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that 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 looks like her next holiday album cover.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. Holiday Heartbreak, a, tra- a Travis Kelsey story. I'm looking forward oh. to that. 20-track album because we know it's going to happen. They're not gonna make it past the summer. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness. I'm just saying this manufactured fake ass relationship, and that dude, I'm still mad, asking EO Sky, do you want Taylor Swift to WrestleMania? At this rate, it's possible. Why not? (laughs) This is the
1: NFL version of (laughs) Sprina.
0: No, that is insulting. (laughs) That is insulting to Sprina fans everywhere. If someone's listening that happens to love Sprina, I apologize.
1: Shout out to the (laughs) GH fan base out there. I know y'all out there supporting Keila, So shout out to y'all. And Sprina,
0: this is the NFL Sprina. No, it's not. No, it is not. (laughs) Sprina clears this fake-ass relationship by miles, but I digress. How dare you? And hey, look, you know, I'm all
1: about my interracials, too. I'm all about my interracials.
0: <laughs> all right. As we get this show back on track, let's briefly discuss the Western Conference standings for the NBA because, you know, Scott's watching the Lakers. And right now they're in the 11th position. They're 19 and 20, 4 and 6 in their last 10, trying to get in that top 10 position to be in a play-in spot my Warriors are struggling. 18 and 20, 4 and 6 also in their last 10 as they try to compete with the Timberwolves, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers, Kings, Mavericks, Mm. Pelicans, Suns, and even the 500 Rockets and Jazz who the Lakers are playing right now as Scott cranes his neck.
1: Listen, um, we've been in this situation before. You know, they counted us out last year and we went to the Western Conference Finals. So uh, we're good. Uh, I After last year's uh, magical trade deadline fiasco, I have faith that we'll either make a move or we'll at least get rid of the greatest thief in NBA history, Gabe Vincent. Um, so at the least, we're going to get rid of $33 million.
0: Clearing that cap space. I we approve. Better. So we'll see how the trade deadline fares. I'm sure Paul is just enthralled with this conversation as he pulls uh. for his Toronto Raptors.
2: Oh, they're, I mean, you're 19 and 20 would have you in eighth place in the East.
1: Uh, LeBron's <laughs> <laughs> we'll, like, I got to go back East.
2: Yeah, 15 <laughs> and 24, the Raps are, and, and they're they're like one and a half games out of the plan. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty rough. I, Pistons have three wins. <laughs>
0: I mean, oh we're, Jesus! We're in January. Yes, um, like it's pretty bad. Will Easton? they win ten games? That's the question. Oh, no,
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Over unders six and a half, maybe. Oh jeez. Oh, no, they're bad. They re like, they really
0: are. They yeah. try, but they're really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Do they uh, do they try?
1: Because I saw a guy pass the ball in bounds and then the same guy ran out with the ball and tried to pass it back in again.
0: Well, yeah, they're trying to get they're trying to get the number one pick. Are they trying? <laughs> they're trying. You know. They're trying to make sure the ball bounces their way in the lottery.
1: Yes. They need to just be trying to make sure the ball bounces instead of them trying to <laughs> ball bounce it anyway. They just need to be make sure the ball bounces and it bounces forward. Shout out to Cade Cunningham.
0: Yeah. Alone saving grace. Yes. But yes. Ivy's all right, too. They
1: just not playing them like mm-hmm. Ivy. Ivy's a good player. Um, I even think the rookie they got is good. He just he I don't know. They, they they don't have a good team. They don't. I don't know what Monty was thinking. I don't know what he thought he was going to do. <laughs> I, I, don't, their... I don't know what what type of witchcraft he thought he was going to do. The, the, their last win, I
2: think, was uh, when they beat the Raptors to uh yes. to not hit set the record for most consecutive losses.
0: Yes. But and that was after screen. the
2: the after the Raptors traded uh OG and before uh RJ and uh, quickly showed up. So it was that that game in between. I I believe. Mm. So, yeah. It was not fun, but yeah, so I'm I'm following the basketball too, and I follow you guys vicariously. And and you all whine and bitch and everything. And by the end of the year, you're both gonna be in the playoffs, and you're both gonna make freaking the the final eight, if not the final four. So just uh, yeah,
1: we will we will.
0: Mm-hmm. I know.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we're we, we
0: gonna
1: get at least to the eight. We're gonna be in the yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we gonna be dancing. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how long we're gonna be on the mm-hmm. floor, so we're
1: gonna be
2: dancing.
0: <laughs> that is Keto. true.
2: Keto's you know. not so sure.
0: I'm, my warriors about to be blown up. Everybody's oh. expendable except Steph. They're gonna be trading everybody, cleaning house, and the end of an era. I'm saying it right now. It was a good ten year run, but it's over.
1: Hey, well, if you clean the house,
2: we'll take Clay.
0: We'll I know you will. Clay.
2: Of course you will. No, they'll send they'll send Clay to Milwaukee. Oh, <laughs>
1: Ooh, that would be, that would be even worse. Well. That would be worse for the league. Dame and John is having
0: Clay to throw out to. That's sick. That's love. That that is sick.
1: I'm all about him. Hey, shout out to Clay, the only light-skinned brother I like on that team. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I'm 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 all for him going somewhere where he can thrive like that. I'm all about it.
0: Yes, I do want his back nine of his career to be fruitful and prosperous. It will probably not be in a Warriors uniform, but I'll take him as a buck. I'll do it, not the Lakers, but a buck. I'll take it. I'll accept it. I roll with it. Don't go to the Clips, but go to the Bucks.
1: You, I can tell you where he's not going. Eight down, down. He won't be going there. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> you know, even I would not advocate for him to go to Atlanta. So let's keep it a buck, okay? <laughs> okay, right. I am not going to be saying go to Atlanta. Why? There's nothing here. Clay it's more more likely to team with
2: Austin Theory than. <laughs> to, play, oh, to play with the Austin <laughs> to, oh, to play for the uh, Hawks oh if that's you're
0: the that, case retire now Clay don't you're even not, bother you're not, wrong. you're not wrong oh my goodness okay enough basketball talk we've had a time here first 11 minutes of the show talking hockey NFL playoffs the Lakers <laughs> the Warriors the Hawks Clay's future all of that good jazz as we now get to Monday Night Raw going down live on USA. And we kick things off with Drew McIntyre. You know what? Not blaming himself about what happened a week ago when he accidentally put Seth's feet on the ropes to break the pin when he could have been champion. But instead, he blamed one Damian Priest, still Mr. Money in the Bank, for having the temerity to cash in during his championship match. And he basically asked... Damien dude you could have waited you could have waited until I won the championship cashed in do what you needed to do but oh no you interfered in my business so therefore I'm coming for you and then he proceeded to talk about one CM Punk saying if I was gone for nine years I would get the hero's welcome I'll get the reception I'll have the moment the spotlight all to myself and when CM Punk hears his name CM Punk comes out and i thought this was a great promo exchange and i might be a little blasphemous in saying the following i thought drew mcintyre was better than cm punk on the mic because he Delivered a hell of a promo talking about his first run in WWE and how CM Punk called himself the leader of the locker room at the time. And how Drew McIntyre needed some guidance, needed some support in the form of the leader, but the leader had no time for him. And he just left WWE, came back bigger, stronger. Faster than ever before, main events at WrestleMania—something CM Punk is still trying to do upon his return to WWE—was champion during a dark time in the company at the height of COVID. So he's been there, been in the trenches with no one, with no one there, and he basically says, "I'm your leader now, CM Punk. Follow me, kid." And CM Punk basically shot back saying that, you know what, I never call myself a leader, but if you thought that I was a demon, then I guess that says more about you than it does about me. But I'll let you know this much. I mean, I'm not a demon, but I'm the devil in the flesh if you push me far enough. And it seems as if we got something cooking. We got a lot of storyline threads heading into the Royal Rumble. We got Drew McIntyre vowing to win. We got Punk vowing to win. He doesn't care about stories being finished. Into WrestleMania season, so I really loved this opening promo. But I thought, in my humble opinion, Drew McIntyre kind of cleared CM Punk. Scott, your thoughts?
1: I, um, I might be willing to take it a step further. I, I definitely think he beat CM Punk, and I also think that was by design. But I would almost be willing to say this might be some of Drew McIntyre's best mic work he might have done in WWE. Um, I, I think because he, nothing he said was wrong and there's a true conviction there where you could tell like he he really feels a lot of this stuff like every time he talks about being the champion and leading during that empty arena era you feel that because i still think back to when he won the title and he's standing there looking at the camera he's got his hands out and he's like i know you're not here but i can i feel you i want you to feel this i i want to feel this like i want this to be special for us and I, and he talks about that constantly because he still has not got that moment. That man went home and had a grand homecoming, one of the greatest video packages I've ever seen. Got his old music bag, didn't get his moment. Big matches with Seth Rollins, didn't get his moment. The War Games match, didn't get his moment. Like, and now all these people are coming back, and they, they have their moments ready to go, their stories ready to finish. What he said just resonated real well. And something I talked about before where if he were to lose the match and it did involve Judgment Day, he can go after them one by one. But is he a face? Is he a heel? It doesn't really matter because he has a goal and we know what his goal is. He wants his moment. And I think that's the most important thing that came out of this. Regardless of where his allegiance and who he faces, he has a goal and people can resonate with that goal. I, I thought it was an excellent promo.
0: I thought it was outstanding, as you said, when he grabbed, you know, that championship back at WrestleMania nearly four years ago, and he reached out to the people saying, I just want to feel you guys here. I know that we're going through some tough times, but I feel your presence with me. But he said this time around, I'm not going to be doing it for the people. I'm going to be doing it for myself. This would be my victory, my time, my moment. And I really hope sometime this year, Drew McIntyre can win a championship in front of humans in a stadium full of people that will either cheer or boo him. But at this point, I think he might get cheered because people love a good anti hero who's not wrong as to why they are the way they are because the evidence speaks for itself. He really is justified in his actions. And I don't blame his stance on how he feels. And he gave it to CM Punk and he's. Delivered as you said, one of the best promos, if not the best promo of his WWE career, and he didn't back down, didn't flinch for a second, served it up, and the fans responded accordingly. But Paul, your thought on the opening segment of Monday Night Raw involving CM Punk and Drew McIntyre going toe to toe on the microphone?
2: I, I'll, you know, I agree with both of you that it's, you know, what some of his best work, and you know, Scott hit on something that, you know, it, it might have been by design. And I, I do believe that as well, because I think CM Punk is he's coming in as a baby face, um, you know, because he's been gone for so long and because people really wanted to see him and they're happy to see him. But ultimately, he's going to be a heel and he knows it. And the fans haven't figured it out yet. But some of the stuff he was saying here was perfectly set up for him to be a heel. He was flat out lying in Drew's face, like saying, I'm, you know, I never wanted to be a leader. It's he's like, no, you're lying. Like, you know, and it's like, and he said, I'm the devil. And, and you know, and, and so it's like he was so cocky and so unlikable. But because he's a face, the fans cheered him. But, you know, eventually he's going to screw Cody or he's going to screw – well, he's probably going to screw Drew first. And then he's going to screw Cody. And eventually he's going to be a heel. Um, and by eventually, I mean, well, it's not going to be that long. And Seth as well, you know, so – yeah, I, l- I love the fact that we have like going into the Royal Rumble right now. There is so many possible winners, um, and I mean, but yet like logic says, okay, well, well it's got to be Cody, and then you think, oh no, it's got to be, it's got to be Seth, or you know, or no, I guess that's not going to be in it, but um, you know, or it's got to be Punk, or and now you're like, well, it's got to be Drew, and and you know, and and all these guys are going to be there at the end, so this is going to be maybe the best Royal Rumble in years because there's so many possible winners. And I think that they'll space it out and you'll, you'll have everybody left at the end and you're not going to know what's going to happen. And we'll probably get some twists and turns. Um, But I, you know, I personally, for me, like I'm so behind drew right now, even though he's a, he's a heel, Uh, you know, and I think he's pretty clearly a heel, you know, even though he's kind of toying that line, but everything he says is true and you feel for him and even when he lost last week like that wasn't his fault (laughs) you know like it was he had he had Seth beat and it just the legs went on the ropes you know because he could did the cover too deep and it was such it was a fluke but it was oh man it was just so I just love what they're doing and and the guy's money and I hope I think I know what the plans are, but I really hope Drew's opening some eyes and maybe they'll change the plans because he really deserves that moment.
3: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make?
0: He really does. And we keep hearing contract news. Everybody gets re-upped and WWE yeah. re this man, pay him, have him stay, have him win a championship, have him go on this run and call it a day. They might be teasing it. I understand it, but this guy is phenomenal. He's proven that time and time again with people, without people, the feuds don't miss, the matches don't either And he was exceptional on the mic on Monday. And when you kind of overshadow CM Punk, you are definitely doing something right and is definitely setting up something at the Warrior Rumble. And there are so many storyline threads, so many contenders. And on top of that, we haven't mentioned the guy that went the longest in last year's Warrior Rumble, Gunther, who's back this Monday on Raw. And I know he's going to throw his name in the hat. And he will be a factor in the Rumble as well.
1: Uh, I, real quick, I know we got a lot to touch on today, but on Paul's point about CM Punk turning heel and that him being heel and being this dominant champion will be the catalyst of Roman Reigns becoming the ultimate babyface and coming back. And that's probably who he's going to be. Because it's going to take somebody at that level for Roman Reigns to have to go and become a, a, a good guy again, essentially. And CM Punk is the perfect guy for that. In every way, and then you got Paul Heyman just there in the middle. It right writes oh,
2: itself. Yeah, Paul Heyman screws Roman and exactly. goes exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Another custody battle for Paul Heyman. I am here <laughs> for it, and being torn between his client and his tribal chief, I love it. Such a good storyline in the history he writes itself due to CM Punk warning his own version of The Shield without Roman Reigns over 10 years ago. So you play into that and all those dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, This is the perfect recipe for Roman to go babyface in the next year or two. And that is how you do it with CM Punk being the ultimate villain, power hungry. And most importantly, during this run in WWE, hopefully main eventing PLEs and not being fourth from the top.
1: We'll see. (laughs) As as, As
2: long as Dwayne isn't uh, bored and wants to play.
0: That is very true. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne. And now we heard that Rome is not going to be at elimination chamber. Well, WrestleMania, it is pick a night. Any night does Dwayne want to close? Does he want to be in the middle? I don't know, but we'll see. Does he want to share with Cody and a triple threat? I don't know to lessen the load. I don't know. You know what? On on oh, that too, why why are
1: we just th- hitting these side hitting these side roads real quick? I I don't know if we necessarily necessarily means that it's going to be Roman versus The Rock this year. The Rock could absolutely just be guest referee and or something like that in the main event. Let's not forget when The Rock first came back, it was to build to a match with John Cena a year later. It wasn't to build to him that WrestleMania. This could very well be the same thing where you have the interaction and then you build to that match with Roman the following year at 41 or however you want to do it. But, and I'm not, and obviously I have no idea, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we still get Cody and Roman at this year's WrestleMania and they just save Rock and Roman, which doesn't need the title for the following year. Top of the fifth. Right. Oh, damn it. Paul. Hey, <laughs> hey no. Roman did say last year we got a long way to go in this no,
0: game. Oh, my <laughs> God. I thought we were in the seventh <laughs> inning stretch. Oh, no, came in and pinched hit. Yeah, He on base now. Oh, yeah. God. Top of the fifth. I'm disgusted. But we are where we are. I like Scott's idea as I watch Taylor Swift singing in the booth and I can't take it. As we move on to our next segment. We're right we're in now. a we're in
2: a Dwayne delay.
0: We're in a Dwayne delay. Oh, I like that, Paul. A Dwayne delay. We don't know when Dwayne's gonna, you know, get back in the game. We're waiting patiently. He'll be like a special guest referee, as Scott possibly suggested. And Cody will finish his story at WrestleMania, God willing, because he's paid for some kids to get the best hotel accommodations and free tickets to WrestleMania. And I cannot imagine those children being heartbroken seeing him not finish his story again.
1: I told you this last week, Keela. I told you this last week. You saw what happened to John Cena. And all them good kids he brought out for the first batch. <laughs> he opened the show like that, okay? Don't rule anything out with these kids. Oh,
0: gosh. he has to hug them get, all and say hey, I'm sorry. You've
1: you seen the Jordan meme.
0: I have. I'm getting prepared. So either outcome, I'm fine. But preferably the outcome when Cody finishes his story would be my finish to WrestleMania 40 Night 2. Fingers crossed. As we move on to an attack courtesy of Ludwig Kaiser to Kofi Kingston. Now Kofi Kingston, You know what I'm about to say, because last week on this show, we thought that Kofi had a wardrobe malfunction, that he lost his gear at the airport. But apparently, this is Kofi's new gear of choice, and I have no choice but to respect and accept it. It's a choice, but it's new, it's different, it's something, and when you do it two weeks in a row, it is not a mistake, it's a trend alert, so Good for you, Kofi. So we had a match against Ludwig Kaiser and Ludwig is fighting in honor of Giovanni Vinci who was concussed last week on Raw accidentally by Kofi Kingston. Very good match, but it ended via a double countout and Ludwig Kaiser proceeded to beat the ever-loving hell out of Kofi Kingston. He demolished this dude, got some good Portland, Oregon heat at the Moda Center. He proceeded to throw a chair in Kofi's face. The bump was spectacular. He proceeded to smash Kofi into the still steps doing a running charge, took him out. It was a really nice segment to establish Ludwig as a guy that is literally carrying Imperium on his back in some ways because Gunther's on paternity leave. Giovanni is out with injury and he is the one flying the banner for Imperium. And I love that streak. Cocky arrogant, suave, malicious, and still cheddar biscuits all day. But Paul, your thoughts on the Portland heat attack courtesy of Ludwig to Kofi Kingston?
2: Yeah, I like that they played off the, you know, with what happened last week, you know, with, with accidental injury, um that you know, they didn't just pretend like it didn't happen. They actually made a storyline out of it, which, you know, I really liked. um obviously, you know, the intensity. Um, the heat that he was getting was incredible. The backstage promo that he did afterwards, I thought was really good as well. It is weird because the when the match ended like i I actually thought that maybe it was like a shoot, you know, double count out like the way that it came off like it was almost like Kofi was supposed to get back in and he didn't like that's you know just the way I was watching it like I didn't even realize, so it was like it was a really good count out in that sense like it wasn't one that you saw coming. So, you know, they did the double count out and then they had the big brawl afterwards, which I, you know, I guess is why, you know, because you're kind of conditioned to think, oh, there's, you know, feels like there's about five minutes left in this match or this segment. And and while there was, it was just we were going to get five minutes of a beatdown instead of five more minutes of wrestling. So, yeah, it's a you know, it's a it's a good thing for Ludwig. I think we've all believe that there's a he's got a really big future as a singles wrestler. And this may be the first step in getting wherever he's going to be going.
0: Yes, I like that as well as I watch Taylor Swift do a swag surf in the sweet box. <laughs> I have seen it all now. <laughs> I'm disgusted. But here we are. But yes, I'm here for Ludwig's you know, malicious streak, he's so good, it makes sense. And I love a heated rivalry that wasn't existent a couple of weeks ago on this show. So I'll take it. But Scott, your thoughts on Ludwig going after Kofi and after seeing Kofi's gear two weeks in a row, it's a thing now. Your final thoughts on it.
1: Um, I'll leave that alone. Um, but <laughs> as far as uh as far as uh, Ludwig and, and and what he got going on, man. If this was if and it's not because I, he's he's not ready yet or at least I don't know if he, I don't know if he's ready but if this was building towards Big E making a triumphant return and going after Gunther at WrestleMania mm-hmm. this would be absolutely incredible I don't know what you're gonna hope to get out of this um, you know especially because Xavier Woods coming back I don't know if that's but man I, I it just had me thinking like Big E coming back and and him being the guy to beat. Gun- I know, I know. Everybody wants oh. the Dragon off thing for the, him being the kryptonite, but Big E be coming back and that being his return to beat Gunther, I think that's as Cinderella as it gets. But you know, that's that's all I can think about as this feud goes on is what if you know Big E versus Gunther? Because I just don't see what else you're gonna get out of this unless the whole thing is to like Paul said completely just elevate Ludwig and I don't really want that right now. <laughs> you know, I, I like the dynamic that they have and I just I don't I don't want to mess that up.
2: But between that and the stuff with um uh Rich Holland and NXT, it's like they're throwing out these little things about big E. So maybe, you know, maybe they're
1: trying to get us mm-hmm. ready for something. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, like like Hawkeye I told y'all in the Avengers, don't give me hope. Don't, don't, don't give me hope, man. Cause I will tell you, I, I I'll I'll get real hype if I hear and don't let them come back with give me five. Don't <laughs> let them come back with give me five. It's okay. a new day. Yes, it is. Hey man, I'll I'll be fired up. Fired up.
0: Okay. So now Paul has implanted hope <laughs> in my heart. And in my mind, because all I'm thinking about right now is the Royal Rumble, and we have not seen Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods and Biggie together in a ring in nearly two years and if he happens to be a surprise entrant in the Warrior Rumble and he's fully recovered from his neck injury, I will cry. I will be the biggest baby shedding happy tears to know this guy gets to go back to do what he loves in the Warrior Rumble in his hometown of Tampa. And if we get that Imperium New Day confrontation in the Rumble, I am living for it. So if, if if they're dropping any crumblets and they're really trying to tease a possible return of Big E, I will cry. I will. Hold on, hold on. I will. Be it's in it's in, it's, it's in in Tampa. Tampa. It's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. I'm telling you, man.
2: Can you I'm imagine just... that music hits? You know, it's a new day. Yes, it is. Okay, here comes Kofi. Here comes Xavier. And oh my god! Like, and then, and then it switches to the to
1: Wale's music. Yeah. I, hey, oh. man. Hey, listen. I'm. <laughs> I'm telling you, that would be the oh. biggest reaction of the night. Of the night.
2: I, I mean, this would be the biggest reaction since probably Cena, maybe. Oh, I don't
0: you think, edge, maybe? You, think be, yes. you think it'd be that big? Yes. that yes. big? Yes. 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 Okay. Because yeah. of how significant that injury yeah. was and yeah. how career-threatening it possibly still it, is. It, it would I don't be know like, if it'll it'd top, be top edge. Like edge. edge. I don't know if, be, if it'll top it'd, edge.
1: It'd be
2: similar to edge. It'd be similar to like edge. edge. Yeah. yeah. Edge yeah, is That one was,
1: I mean, I think there were some people that knew, but... I sure as heck didn't. That's yeah, Edge is one yeah. where it's like that's yeah. one where you nobody could have saw that coming. So it, yeah, it okay. I, I can I can I can definitely roll yeah. with that. And let's not forget Christian also came. I know it was an empty arena yeah. one, but Christian no, no, came like, back in the rumble and him and Edge had their moment right there too. So that's that's not a bad call there as, as potentially happening and that being the way they are. Cause nobody would you hear it for the third time, you're like, no way. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, yeah. hey, you sign me up. I'm on board, I'm on board.
2: Or no, like it's you know like you have Kofi in there and he's getting beat down by Gunther and and Ludwig and then you hear oh it's a new day and you think, okay here comes Xavier mm-hmm. but it's
1: Biggie. Oh! <laughs> 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 mm. Hey man, I, and you know I I completely forgot that it was in Florida, so that yeah. that does add a whole nother element to it I no, I mean hopefully I mean we're all hoping we're and praying. I, mean, in, obviously, yeah.
2: I would be just more than happy if you know as long as Biggie's healthy you mm-hmm. know if I never see him in a ring again I mean I want to but his health is the most important thing yeah absolutely
0: yeah absolutely but yeah that is one hell of a fantasy if it happens Paul Fontaine caught it here first on the wrap two weeks ahead of schedule because I wasn't thinking about it right now but yeah that would be the perfect Storybook return for Biggie, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Florida, Tropicana Field, hometown. You got like 45,000 fans going crazy for you. And you're in the top four in the Rumble. What about it? I would love to see it. Will it happen? We don't know. Anything is possible in WWE, but we got some hope and I can't take that for granted. Thank you very much, Paul. As we move on to something that at the time was just going to be a blip. This was going to be a random championship match on USA on a Monday night competing with the Philadelphia Eagles and, you know, competing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Monday Night Football, had Payne and Eli. No big deal, right? You just got a random championship match. But we got Twitter beef 2024. We got Tony Khan talking about wins and losses on Twitter and saying that Jenna Mahal, how dare he get a title shot? Hasn't done anything in a calendar year. And he gets rewarded a shot at the world heavyweight championship against Seth Rollins on Monday night raw. And how this match is probably going to mean a lot more specifically for Jinder Mahal because once you hinder gender, you must pay for your crimes. And I do believe that based on this promo exchange and what's going to come up on Monday, that Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal will be on a mission to have one of the early really good television matches of the year. And maybe Jinder will have a career defining performance. Scott. Your thoughts on the segment, the fallout, and what could happen tonight on Monday Night Raw.
1: Segment was good. It was fine. Um, I, I like gender. I think he's a. I think he does his role. He does what he's supposed to do. Uh, he's a well enough talker, good looking guy. Um, I I think he fits fits the bill for what you want out of out of a heel like that. And you know, he he got more attention than he's had in a while. Uh him coming out and and I guess talking with The Rock really just tickled TK because I that came out of nowhere. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think they're gonna go out and try to have a great match on Monday. And I I think back to his match with AJ Styles, where he lost the WWE title. That was a really, really good match overseas. They had a hot crowd. Really good match when AJ beat him for the title. And even the the first match he had with Randy Orton. That was, a, that was a solid match. The five-way he had on SmackDown to get the number one contendership for that match with Randy Orton for the title. A good match where he more than held his own. So I, I I think the match could definitely be good. I think Rollins is going to probably go out of his way to make sure they have a good match. His match itself will probably have a higher rating than all of the shows combined next week. So <laughs> there's that too. But I I digress. But I, yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to go out and, and really try to have a, a, a good to great match.
0: I believe so as well. The USA Network Twitter account is savage. They came up with the cage match rating off top, and that led to TK's response on Twitter before Dynamite on Wednesday, and that began a oh, whole situation on Twitter. It was everybody dipping in the conversation. Gender and Hook were catching strays for no reason. It was just something to behold, But cooler has prevailed eventually. And like I said, this is going to be a prove it to me thing with Jinder Mahal. You got talked about, got a little disrespected, but here's your chance to step up and really show how good you are. And Scott didn't mention a handful of matches that Jinder has performed well in. And I think his match against AJ Styles for the WWE Championship was his best match ever about five or six years ago and i hope i really do hope that this monday he shows up and shows out because seth is one of the greats to ever do it in wwe and if you cannot have a good match against seth freaking rollins i will side eye you but paul your thoughts heading into this match tonight on monday night raw I, I'm sure
2: it's gonna be a good match. I, like Scott said, it's it's gonna have you know more, more viewers than anything AW does. So Tony Khan can take put that in his pipe and smoke it. Um,
1: he, I, he, uh, might. He, he might. He might.
2: <laughs> he might put that gender back in there and smoke it. And and you know what? It'll probably like I said, it'll it'll probably be a really good match. And you know, it's I don't know what it's. I, I mean, I think that it's gonna set something up. I don't know what. Um, I assume that. Seth is going to be defending the title at the Royal rumble. And was, you know, when, when, when um, Seth and Jinder were first out there together, I thought, okay, well, they're setting something up for the Royal rumble because they use, they often will do this Royal rumble match that is kind of like, you know, it's a foregone conclusion kind of match. I think back to like Bob Holly getting a world title match. And um, you know, there's been other guys, Dolph Ziggler, you know, before he was, you know, that at that level, Guys like that, so I mean, I, that's what I thought. So I mean, I suppose they could do some sort of a double count up but I, I don't, I don't think it's that. But I think maybe it's somebody that Jinder is going to be aligned with that may show up and and do something. I don't know, I don't know who or what. Maybe Omos, you know, like I, I don't know why I've thought of that, but we haven't seen him in a while, and you know, that would be a match that. But I guess they already did that, so I don't know. But I, I do feel like this is just setting something up. So I am interested. Not so much for the match itself, but to see where they're going next. Because there's no obvious direction for Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble. And uh I do believe he's gonna be defending the titles. So um we'll we'll see. And uh I guess we'll all find out in uh yeah, later today.
0: We shall find out. I'm very intrigued by this match. I wanna come back here next Monday and Praise it accordingly, but if I have to drag gender, I will. And yes, Scott, don't I hinder will. gender. I will hinder yeah. his ass. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I will. And Scott will be his biggest capper saying, Oh, gender can do no wrong. Behind the Miz, he loves gender Mahal just as much. Maybe right below uh, maybe right no, below Randy. Maybe right below oh, Randy. No,
1: right, Randy. Randy's way above the Miz. That's <laughs> that's Randy's my guy. Randy, okay. Randy is, is my guy for life. But Mike, Mike is definitely in my Fab Five. Don't what don't get it he, twisted.
2: What be won? <laughs> oh my God.
1: Tinder. Oh boy, I'm gonna come on here <laughs> video. I actually, I'm calling Gigi. Hey Gigi, we going live. We going live after the show. Put the tweet out. Set the stream up. We going live, and I am going off on everybody. <laughs> everybody. I'm 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 screen capping from Twitter. I'm going through people's history and I'm going off.
0: <laughs> and I would just sit back and let Scott go off for an hour. Like, you know what? This is your show. I cede the floor to you. Like, we don't know what we just saw. Like, gender's a champion. What happened here? Reactionary much, Paul. Not you, Paul, but Paul no. no. Hey,
2: gender has <laughs> gotta get revenge for the uh the NXT. Title tournament in 2012 oh,
0: when God. Seth Rollins
2: beat him in the finals.
0: Oh, oh, geez, not that memory.
1: <laughs> oh. there's there's
0: another good match too.
1: That was that yeah. was also a, a good match for the title was Rollins, Very good. Match. So.
0: <sighs> horrifying thoughts but in the event gender wins this championship on monday we will go live by orders of scott young to say we got to talk about it we got to poll the people screenshot the tweets talk about it right here on youtube yeah. we'll see about it but yeah hopefully it doesn't happen but you never <laughs> know in wwe as we get to our main event which was cody rhodes versus shisuke nakamura in a street fight This was a lot of fun. I liked the feud for what it was. You know, Shinsuke Nakamura had a great storyline excuse. He said, I won the Royal Rumble back in 2018. I was supposed to finish my story against AJ Styles at WrestleMania. It didn't didn't work out for me. Cody, you won the Royal Bumble last year, main events at WrestleMania, and you didn't finish your story. But allow me to finish your story for you so I can finish my story for me. And I thought it was a really fun back-and-forth match. I think Shisuke Nakamura has really been good against Seth and now against Cody Rhodes, having really good matches in this capacity. And he's entertaining as a heel, I will say. And ironically, he gave the people what they wanted, a table, and they cheered. And he said, here, you can have this. As he put Cody through a table with a double knee spot for a near fall. But eventually, Cody recovers. He's able to slam Shisuke Nakamura into a table in the corner, hit the crossroads for the one-two-three Rivalry concluded. Cody continues his journey to the Warrior Rumble to finish his story at WrestleMania. If he goes back-to-back, back, and they've been talking about that. First time since Stone Cold, twenty six years ago at the Warrior Rumble back in nineteen ninety nine. Will it happen in two weeks, Paul? Will Cody Rhodes run it back to back? And your thoughts on this main event to Monday Night Raw? Uh,
2: first off, I think he will win the Royal Rumble. Uh, wow. But, yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought the match was was really good. I I was. 100 convinced that it would be the best match of the week in wwe and uh by the time smackdown was over i think i was wrong um and we'll we'll talk about that later but uh i um yeah i, I one thing i really liked i don't think you mentioned this was that they didn't wear like street clothes as they often do in mm-hmm. in street fights they just came out in their wrestling gear which i liked um, it, it, I always think it looks really goofy, you know, especially when like the young bucks or Kenny Omega do it. But even like sometimes in WWE, like they just have the the worst outfits that you would actually never probably get into a street fight with. So I just like that they just wore their normal gear. Um, it was kind of cool having the missed spot with uh, Shockmaster Jr. Um, the uh the timekeeper, that's Shockmaster's kid.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah, yeah, gotta yeah. play that man.
2: No, no, no. Cody's
1: cousin, like <laughs> legit. He's Shockmaster Jr. Oh, okay.
2: Um. So yeah. So I, yeah. I really, really liked the match. I thought it was a nice blow off of the feud. Hopefully, the feud's over. Um. And uh, yeah. And Cody, you know, wins the feud, and uh, and we'll see what's next for uh, the American Nightmare as yes. uh, as he tries to finish the story. Did I got all my catchphrases taglines
0: in there? I think you did. Very impressive. Yeah. I have to say. So as we get to the American nightmares quest to win the warrior rumble, run it back to back. Scott, your thoughts on the main event. And do you agree with Paul? Do you sense that Cody Rhodes will go back to back win the warrior rumble, go to WrestleMania and finally finish his freaking story.
1: <laughs> well, let me, let me, let me do that one last. Cause I don't know, but the match was fine. Um, shinsuke is fine and what he is, you know, eh, everything about it was fine. Good match, fine ending. You know, Cody moves on. Who knows what shinsuke is going to do? I'm I'm sure he'll look for somebody else to draw on his next comic book. But until then, (laughs) he's got to go. He's got to go to the store and re up on some more mist. You know, or he's got to call oscar Oh no, Oscar's got the blue one now, so he can't even call her no more. He got to go to the store and get some more mist. And so then he's going to work on his comic book. As far as (laughs) Cody winning the Rumble back to back. If he's going to beat Roman Reigns this year, I'm I'm all for that. You know, let him get running back. I'm just not a hundred percent convinced that they're not trying to get Terry up out of there. I'm not a hundred convinced that that's not the goal is to get Terry up out of there in 2024.
0: Oh, man. So you're saying forget the top of the fifth. We're back at the top of the third inning. If you're saying they're trying to get Terry out of there, break the record, and then you can have him lose. It's like, what else can we possibly be waiting for? Roman Harley defends his championship. He's basically an absentee champion. He shows up to work every other month. I'm saying it. I'm being real because at this point, you're padding numbers and it's time to move on. You can find someone else to get Terry on the out of there for the next three to four years. But at this point we are stretching it beyond and you got the rock dangling, you got Cody dangling as well. And these are two options. You got to pick one and just bite the bullet. Let Terry keep his freaking record. That's okay. But at this point, we are really reaching the end of the line because we already kind of jumped a mini shark last year with the bloodline and how that ended with Jay getting screwed over by his own brother. And that took a while to reset itself because that was a mark on the bloodline that felt like they hit a plateau. And I don't want that to happen again. You do it twice, you're really running out of things to do. Thank God Nick Aldis is there to be the buffer, to cause trouble, to bring some life to the bloodline, to keep it relevant and important. But at this point, I want this to be over preferably at WrestleMania 40. Give that belt to Cody and let Roman do what he needs to do against the Rock. Turn baby face, face punk next year, please. I stunned Scott into silence.
1: Oh no no no! I, I thought I was waiting on Paul to.
2: 300, 309 days till uh, he he passes Terry. Oh
1: Jesus! <laughs> hey, you know, and the the other reason I say that is everything everything they've been doing on all these shows is like they've been setting up challengers. If you think about it, like people have been calling Roman out, so they have the people to stretch this out. And Roman was hurt for a little bit of that time. He was out recently. Um, so I I get why they had him off to be, but you have people who you can stretch this out. Like you can get a match with Jimmy out of this. You can get a match with Lashley out of this run. You can get him you can get a match, another match with AJ Styles, a one-on-one match with AJ Styles. You can get a one-on-one match with Randy Orton. Like you you got enough challengers to to get this to that record and to break the record, and then Cody can do what he needs to do at SummerSlam. You know, you know how they want to make these other shows feel as important and as big as WrestleMania. Nothing can do that, but you have you have options available if they do want him to break that record.
0: 300 more days. <laughs>
1: I, I want to see the Lashley match, to be honest with you. Like I I I needed that. I I need and I pre and I was so happy that he was like the only he told Paul Hammond hey, the only time I'm stepping no, we'll get to that, but the only time I'm stepping in the ring with the bloodlines if I'm across from Roman. I love that. Love that. Been waiting on it. Hey, I love that too.
2: Maybe Drew in three hundred and nine days could beat Roman.
1: I'm, you know what I'm saying. I mean, hey, yeah. that could that could be his way of finishing. Somebody yeah. got it. The story is written. They they done written the story. They might be changing it as we go. You know, they Wikipedia and that thing, but you know, they they got the story finished.
0: Three hundred and nine days. <laughs> Y'all want to break me on this show for three hundred and nine more days? Okay. And y'all try to sell me to, oh, look at the possibilities, Keela. It's Bobby. It's Randy. It's AJ. It's Drew. And you know how I feel about Drew. Oh, that character dangling in my face. So <laughs> I'm just... I hate you both and I love you, but fine. Let's roll with it. 309 more days, but let's reset the table. It is the bottom of the second inning, okay? It's not the (laughs) fifth. It's not the third. It's the bottom of the second. You want to go that far? The game is in a triple header and we're still on like a third rain delay and I'm tired, but I'll sit through it because of you guys who convinced me that there's more to this rain, even though I am tired. as we move on to, thankfully, NXT from this past Tuesday, our sometimes favorite show to talk about, as I want to spotlight one brawn breaker. Now, this time last year, you know, the people were kind of booing brawn. You know, boo brawn. We don't like brawn no more. Get out brawn. Get out the PC brawn. Go to the main roster. We're tired of you. Get out of Florida. But... <laughs> magically he becomes a badass and the fans are like, oh, he's a badass and he's really good again. You remember how great he is. And I do enjoy... This tag team with himself and Baron Corbin, two assholes who know who they are and they're not ashamed of it. And they're a part of the Dusty Cup, it's this unlikely tag team. And I love their chemistry. And we got the fans chanting, End of Spears. Basically, they want this kind of cool finisher. They'll get it down the road. But to me, Braun Breaker was the highlight of this match. He got the hot tag and he cleaned house. Did this crazy, crazy, ridiculous stunner modification to coffee, suplex two dudes at the same time, kipped up, fired up the crowd, even though he's a heel. But the fans love Braun Breaker. This is 2021 Braun Breaker with a 2024 edge, and he's kicking ass right now. I love that for him. And I hope, I really, really, truly hope that in this final run, this is who he's going to be on the main roster. Cause this guy has reminded everybody once again how special he is. Scott, your thoughts on Blonde Breaker's standout performance at NXT and the fans appreciating him while they have him in Orlando. Yeah, I thought
1: the uh, I thought the match was fun. I I thoroughly enjoy I actually enjoyed Baron Corbin. Um and kind of the way braun would do something and corbin would just have this grin on his face like all right you got it cut his music off he was doing (laughs) his little hands thing where he was throwing his hands up so i I thought their dynamic worked really well and if braun breaker wasn't this like like generational talent i would say you have a perfect way of bringing this guy up to the main roster with baron corbin but can't do that with a guy like braun breaker but I, i i thoroughly enjoyed this and this is probably gonna be my my uh my hidden gem of the week.
0: <laughs> mm, I don't blame you. It was a very nice match, and I love Baron Corbin on NXT. I never thought I would say those words, but he's great in this hill role, being an asshole. And that is basically the best role he's ever had in WWE. And he and Braun work great together, and they're my favorites to win this entire thing. Why not? have them have a spotlight match at Vengeance Day for the tag team titles and deliver a good battle with Tony D and Stax. But Paul, your thoughts on Braun Breaker getting some love from the PC crowd after they basically told him to fuck off a year ago.
2: <laughs> yeah I, I thought I thought he was he was great as well. I I was distracted during this match because um Vic mentioned something casually about how Baron Corbin had a partner in the original dusty classic who also used a spear and i'm like what like who's he talking about (laughs) and 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 i'm like goldberg like i you know and then i'm like it's like is there some alternate timeline so i looked it up and baron corbin teamed with uh rhino (laughs) to face finn Balor and samoa joe in the original dusty classic finals i'm like that just blew my mind. So I'm like, I'm just, I was so distracted just trying to remember this timeline where the current AEW world champion was winning the Dusty Classic with one half of the tag team champions and Baron Corbin and freaking Rhino. Like, what the <laughs> hell was this? But apparently, and it was the finals. Yes. Like, you know, Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins sounds like so normal compared to that. And that was only, like, what? Oh, I guess nine, year, nine years ago. So. Yes. Dusty yeah. Classics has been around for a while. Like, I mean, I remember
0: some of the Dusty Classics, but and I definitely don't remember that one. I <laughs> do. I remember that one. That's how oh. bizarre it was, because I remember that um, Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe worked great together in okay. that match. I loved it. I enjoyed that weird ass final for what it was, which gave us Finn and Samoa Joe as rivals. So I was here yeah. for it, but I do remember that because I remember the work between Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe, and I greatly enjoyed myself. And I think well, maybe they were strange bet partners at one point too as a team, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Well, I, I do remember enjoying Baron Corbin in his NXT run, like they did yeah. the gimmick where they would count during his matches and he had that match with austin aries at uh at nxt takeover dallas where he pissed off the fans by beating aries mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and that was his gimmick was he was beating all the indie guys so yeah i guess that made sense with samoa joe as well yeah. so yeah so yeah i guess yeah i just had kind of blanked that out but the, the fact that he teamed with rhino like that's <laughs> just rhino was in nxt and then i was like i looked and rhino's in NXT for a long time yeah
0: he was that's he got that renewed push on the main roster with heath slater when he tried to get that above ground swimming pool back in 2016 oh my god but come on Vic, say the name rhino don't be saying yeah a guy with a spear like i'm wondering who you talking about but now i remember the memories of it all
2: so yeah unfortunately for uh for everybody involved in that match, uh, you know, and, and we haven't even mentioned Gallus because they don't matter. Um, you you <laughs> right about that. No lies. Yeah. No. Mark Coffey, I believe, and Wolfgang. And Joe.
0: Wolfgang.
2: Well, Joe wasn't there. Was he? Well, he was he, there, but he, he wasn't was outside. in the match. Yes. Yeah, he was cheerleading. Outside. Was it, it Joe, Joe Coffey, Joe Gacy? Same dude.
0: <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. We're not going to do Joe Coffey like that. We're not going to slander him in that way. Don't do that to him. But yes, love Braun, love Baron Corabin. Two things I never thought I would say together <laughs> in the same sentence. But here we are. Go team assholes for the dusty cup. I'm rooting for you guys as we get to a funny segment, I thought, on NXT Television. Tiffany Stratton at the ranch. So she lost a bet by losing to Fallon Henley a week or so ago to be a ranch hand for a day. Not not for a month, not for a week for a day and she did some menial label, um, menial labor, you know, she had to clean some shit, you know, spray down the the stables, you know, sweep some shit up. You know, she was doing the tasks, being dressed up like a pinup Barbie doll, and she toughed it out. She was complaining. She sewed it. Great physical comedy. And ultimately, at the end, she took this pratfall fall into this tub of water and had a pity party splash, blaming Fallon Henley for all of her misery as the ranch hands laughed at Tiffany's misery. I thought Tiffany did a great job. Love the physical comedy. She is very charismatic in this. She was a good trooper through it all, and she survived. In those heels, I do not know how the stumbling and the bumbling, girl, you know you should not have worn that to your job, to clean shit and wash horses, but I digress. But, Paul, your thoughts on Tiffany Stratton's day at the ranch. Well. I did
2: not enjoy it as much as you seem to have. Um, I did not think it was very funny at all. Um, I was, I, I, I had hopes and I just, it did not live up to them. I also was confused. Who are these people that like they're interacting with? I thought one of them was Josh Briggs for a while. And then like when he talked, I realized it wasn't, but I mean, it looked like exactly like him. The other person, I have no idea. And all the, I don't think they worked. Their whole job seemed to be just to watch Tiffany and laugh at her. Um, I did like the thing at the end when she slipped in the poop and uh, fell in the water. That was funny. Um, but the rest of it was just, I don't know. It was, it w- it reminded me a lot of uh, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie in The Simple Life. And it just didn't quite hit for me. Um, and Fallon Henley is one of the most unlikable people that I watch on television <laughs> and she's supposed to be a baby face. So I don't, <laughs> I I just don't get it, but that's me. And that would have been on my, if you hadn't put this on the segments, that would have been on my uh, recommendation to avoid, but, but I do have something
0: else. So. Oh, oh ooh, I yeah. wonder what that could be, but yes. Only Vinnie V hates Fallon Henley more than Paul Fontaine. That is a yeah. love of hatred for a character that I laughed at several weeks ago because listen, I will be honest as well. Fallon Henley is very unlikable as a baby face and she's supposed to be a good guy. I find myself supporting Tiffany Stratton who is a heel because Fallon Henley is that unlikable as a baby face. But like I said, I was impressed by Tiffany's performance because she was a trooper through it all. Doing the physical comedy and the pratfall at the end was very funny to me. It wasn't like art, but I could take it for what it was. But Scott, your take on it?
1: Uh, yeah, it wasn't for me, and uh, I was just kind of confused for a minute there. Also. Uh, Fallon had uh, a little big town behind her and they were all making fun of, of <laughs> Tiffany, you know? And I, I was like, Oh, I get it. So Fallon Henley didn't want to get bullied anymore. So she brought the bully to her spot so they could bully her. So I, what am I supposed to do? I, I don't know. I, I was waiting on him to like break out into a, a dance, a, you know, a, a little a hoedown dance or something like that in a minute or have something going on. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. But when it said to be continued, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> then they did like three more of them. But, I mean, it is what it is. At least it's over for now. We'll see where it leads. Um, I'm I'm fully expecting them two to end up becoming like friends, the same way JC and Thea did. That That's what I think the end game of this whole thing is going to be.
0: I think so, too. I feel it. I kind of made it.
1: She was like at the end, she was like, Yeah, she did okay. She did better than I thought she did. She actually made it through the day. I was like, Oh, I see where we're going. And Tiffany's like, I, you're Tiffany Stratton, you can do this. And <laughs> All right, I got it. I see, I, I see where we're going with this. Somebody Tiffany's turning babyface, I think.
0: As she should. As she should. That's the play. She should be a babyface. The fans love her. She's grown so much in the last year or so. She's ready to get caught up. I think after WrestleMania, it's time to do it. There's nothing else for her to do on NXT. Let her have this experimental run as a baby face on NXT for the next few months. Why not? If they're going to do a Women's Dusty Cup, then have her and Fallon team up. Why the hell not at this point? A better team than her and Kiana James last year. Because that was short term when Kiana tried to manipulate and deflower our guy, our fella, who doesn't have a team anymore. Flower. Yes, <laughs>
1: it's a hell of a statement you use for Josh, or not for Josh, for uh, <laughs> Brooks
0: Jensen. for Brooks. Yeah, for Brooks. A I'm hell just of saying. A I'm just saying, but yes, moving on now to our main event. So it was Dragon Lee versus Lexus, Lexus King for the NXT North American championship to say this match merely existed would be an understatement. It just happened. It took place in the main event and Dragon Lee won with his finisher operation dragon. Great for him. Lexus King is I, you know, he he looks like his dad and that's where the comparisons end. He's I, he's I. Love his chair entrance. He's just high. He's fine. But the top story was Oba Femi, who won the men's NXT breakout tournament a week ago, and he teased cashing in that contract on Tuesday. He was going to observe the main event very carefully and finish his destiny of winning his first major championship in WWE. And sure enough, he came out there, he executed the contract, and he Horse it up. Dragon Lee after countering a hurricane spot. Powerbomb dude pinned him 1-2-3 to become the new NXT North American Champion. So, Walker, HBK, the NXT Brain Trust, they love Opa He is the guy now as a North American Champion. I'm not opposed to this. I like him a lot. He's got charisma. He's got size. He has the ability to get over and get better at this. So good for him. Smart choice. Dragon Lee is going to go back to SmackDown and kill it, hopefully, and be a part of some good rivalries heading into the new year and be a standout, hopefully, in the Warrior Rumble in a couple of weeks. But good way to do business and get over a new star in Obafemi. But your thoughts, Scott, on Obafemi just getting that fast track push on NXT as the new NXT North American champion.
1: Yeah, I'm here for it. I, uh, I think he's got all the tools. They have presented him. Well, one thing I think that they've picked up from Vince that I always thought Vince did well, as far as creative and booking people, he knew how to book a big monster and how to protect the monster and how to make sure that the matches worked in a way where it, it it's just showcasing him and you know the guys who's making all the movement they get just enough in where you're like oh they, they might be able to get him they might. and then he just deplasters them with a big time move like when he caught him and then he just hossed him before even before the power bomb i mean it was his his strength and his physicality is incredible the energy that he exudes the crowd, I mean, they love Dragon Lee, but when he cashed in, nobody was rooting against him like that. They were like, cool, let's go, Oba. You know, they they got behind Dragon Lee at the end when he made his run, but that's because Dragon Lee's Dragon Lee. But I, I think they got, I mean, they got a lot of special people down there if they can nurture and and make them grow and, and and continue to evolve like they have been. Oba is a heavyweight that people, you know, gush over. And I like I said, I think he's got everything. As far as Lexus King goes, I think he's gotten better since he's gotten there. I he's not setting the world on fire, but he seems a lot more confident in his character and his personality and him on the mic. Like when his his first promo when he came in and he was standing across from Trick and Mello, that was not it. But now when he's doing his backstage stuff and he's in there and he's he's getting his care I I'm I'm feeling him more and more each week. This is probably the best in-ring outing he's had since he's been in NXT. So I think he is getting better. And I said this from the beginning. I don't expect him to set the world on fire and be this main event guy. But I think he can just be a solid, solid upper mid-card guy for the NXT brand, especially as they go to CW and really start establishing themselves. So I like what I've seen out of Alexis these last few weeks as far as what he's bringing to the table with his personality and even to the, with the match he had. The CW. Sky, Not done anymore. Not the anymore. They took the <laughs> away. It's just CW. C Dub.
0: We're going to the C Dub <laughs> this fall. Going to the C Dub. We're looking forward to it. We're going to be doing some C Dub reviews of NXT. But you know the one thing that's really distracting about Lexus King? And I want to like the guy, but I cannot not stare at that ugly beard on his face. <laughs> It's the one thing that gnaws at my spirit that I cannot take him seriously whatsoever. I want to like him. I want to support him. But that freaking beard on his face is aggravating the hell out of me. And thankfully, my co-captain has grown his beard back because I did not recognize him last week on this show. But I tell you, clean shaven Scott scared me. It did. It truly did.
1: Let me tell you something. Not only did it scare you, my wife was like, "Yo, did I did I marry powder? Did powder come (laughs) into the room all of a sudden? What is going? What's that? What you got going on, buddy? You trying to recreate powder?
0: What's going on, buddy? Powder. That powder of all people.
1: I'm about to electrocute somebody if they make me too mad. (laughs)
0: I love that kooky ass movie. I did. Terrible Powder. Movie.
1: That was an awful movie.
0: <laughs> awful. Justice for Powder. Thirty years later. Okay. I'm gonna leave that alone. Love Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> that is all. But Paul Fontaine, your thoughts on Obafemi becoming the new NXT North America Champion?
2: Yeah, I was. I was shocked. Um, you know, I didn't expect. Um, you know, him to. You know, cash it in for the North American title. I didn't. I'm not even sure if I realized that it was like a money in the bank kind of thing where the guy could just, you know, cash in at any time. Um, I did find it funny that, you know, earlier in the show, you had a segment where, you know, Obafemi had his contract and they were talking to him about it. And then, you know, like Lexus King just shows up and like, yeah, I lost to you in the second round, but I got a contract, you know, <laughs> And but then at least they paid that off, you know, like to where he lost and then Obafemi won. So uh, certainly, I think if if they can probably what they should do with him is just have him just mow through people, you know, because that's I mean, right now, that's probably the best kind of matches he's going to have. But he, you know, so it'd be like a Goldberg kind of thing. Um, Scott's right, though. They, they do have a lot of special um, athletes down there right now, male and female. Um, I just watched a match um, with a guy. Uh, gosh, what was his name? Uh, Dion Lennox. It's actually the guy that um, that uh, Lexus King beat in the tournament and he had a match on Level Up with Ora Mensa, and it was it was good. And this, this guy is I think he's had less than 10 matches and he like he reminded me a lot of a young John Cena mm. and he's got um, he's got a great look and he, his gimmick is is weird like he's he's got like the he wears glasses and he's all mild mannered and then he takes oh, off the boy, glasses I and
0: know.
2: then he, he takes off the glasses and he's all intense and, yeah, that's and
0: your boy, that's Oh okay him. I like oh, him
2: yeah he's he's got some and uh you know there's him there's um uh uh Tavian Heights mm-hmm. um yeah uh, the the guy the other guy in OTM that's not Lucian Price I'm blanking on his name. Bronco, uh, Bronco Lima. Nima. Bronco Nima. Bronco <laughs> Lima. Yeah. Uh he's He's really good. Like he's he's Damien Priest if he was 10 years younger. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and and so like they got a great future. And then, you know, Brindley Reese, who is Every week, she's a different character in NXT. That's not her. Like this week, she was Thea Hale. She's been uh, she's been Sol Ruka before. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know if that's a gimmick, but like when she showed up on screen, I was sure it was Thea Hale. Me I was, too. I did too. I did too. I, but, but then, like Thea, wait a minute. Thea Hale's not playing that character anymore. So what is? But she was exactly the hell. like i was just
1: she whoa. even got like the same build like, she yes. like built she's like she's her. a little taller but um, i was look, i was looking at her arms i was like oh yeah she oh yeah she yeah she jacked that's her yeah, that's, yeah. then i saw the tats and i'm like wait a minute is, yeah. that, is that a jc influence what's going on Thea? and then it's <laughs> yeah it's brinley reese okay but no i i mean i thought it was a good move it's risky but
2: but i think i think it'll it'll probably work and and when at some point like i think he should go on a long run and then at some point, when somebody beats him, it's going to help get them over. And maybe it'll be Lexus King, you know, um, down the road. Because I think Lexis King, as you say, could be a cornerstone of NXT when they get to CW. Not the CW. CW. <laughs> I noticed
1: Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I have yeah. to find the station. They change affiliates on me, so I gotta find C Dub on my dial oh, to get used it, to it. It's all over the place. Don't worry. Yes, if, I'm gonna you, find NXT
2: it. NXT is gonna be on more than you. You'll be able to count. Trust me. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be on all the time, everywhere. Yes. Like I'm not even joking. Like that. It's just like the Wow Women of Wrestling. You can't turn on the TV on the weekend without seeing it. Yes. It's, it's on on some channel at some point.
0: Yes. And it will be the highest rated show of the week, right behind All-American and All-American Homecoming.
1: There you go. All-American ain't been good since season two. I do want to point one thing (laughs) out, though. You know, I you know, I'm I'm all I I appreciate uh, Walker uh, trying to trying to get into Wakanda but we're not gonna. What well, we're not gonna <laughs> forgive you for, okay? What well, we're not gonna forgive you for, and don't think I didn't see it because I saw the brackets at the Dusty Cup, mm-hmm. and you oh, gonna, yeah. and, and you gonna tell me that the two teams with my brothers <laughs> they gotta face each other in the first round?
2: That Mello broke my heart. Trick Mello against uh, uh, Outcast. I get Outcast. And Idris and Malik. Yeah, yeah. Malik and Andre.
1: Yeah, and then they, and then they had the nerve to have a segment where like, yeah, we already got a six pack. You see those? That was funny. <laughs> I saw, I saw those? No, that that was pretty good. But I'm just saying, like, really yeah. though, y'all got them facing each other in the first round. Really, you couldn't just spread them out on the opposite sides of the bracket to lose? Or good
2: boy, man. That's okay. Sure. That's okay. Mellow's gonna gonna come down with a cold, and he's gonna, not gonna make it. And Trick's gonna have to fight by himself.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: So 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 then we got gang violence because yes. that's that's just getting okay. jumped. That's yes. him getting jumped.
0: Yes. yes. Mellow's stuck in traffic. I can't make it. You got this <laughs> trick, it, trick Mellow gang. You got it two on one. That might happen for real. While you playing though, that's very possible for real. Happen. My pulling Eva Marie. She's stuck in traffic, so he she's unable to be here tonight. Mellow is stuck on the i-20 east exit ramp and he's unable to be here tonight so trick must go it alone against malik blade and use a you know what this is wrong hbk of all the things to do you would do this on the weekend of mlk you disrespectful you know what hey the same guy put uh put four
2: white boys in there against each other too Let's not forget we had we had team
1: assholes against Gallus boys. Hey, hey, and you know what? All you had to do was put Outcasts over there against against a Baron, and then and we'd be good. Okay. And so you there know, you know what? You're absolutely right. If he had just flipped it all, we'd be good right now. Yeah. Or, and I I know we got to move on, <laughs> but now you Booker T. Okay. Oh my God, Booker T. That man said about. About the, uh, the 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 uh, the trash man dogs, that man said, "Are they wearing cutoffs? Because those I... little those little <laughs> Daisy Dukes that they had on need to go." Okay, because I was one hundred percent in agreement with Booker T. Because I was like, I didn't notice him at first, and then he said it, and I
0: was like, "Oh, they really ripped their jeans and then cut those things off." <laughs> that's all I saw. I hate Booker T because I look right at the legs. I'm like, I love me some tank ledger. I love tank. I love tank, but no. They got to go. Boot those looks immediately. I was offended. So Booker T, noted fashion police expert, clocked the cutoff jeans that became jorts. Ugly, ugly, ugly. But that's why they lost. As we move on to SmackDown, going down live in a very cold Lincoln, Nebraska. It was frigid, below zero temps on Friday night, trying to stay warm as we kick off with Paul Heyman trying to let Nick Aldis know who runs WWE, who runs Friday night SmackDown. It's the bloodline. It's Roman Reigns. F which heard. You ain't running shit around here. And he tried to buck on Nick Aldis. We had Solo Sokoa and Jimmy and Jimmy Uso attack Cameron Grimes for his match against Grayson Waller in the opening segment of the show. And Paul Heyman got on the microphone talking about there's not going to be a fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble. Nick this is out of line, doesn't run anything around here. It's Roman Reigns' show. It's his world. You live in it. He's at the head of the table. He runs stuff here. Nick this comes out to let him know he do not want shit here. I'm the general manager. And I say the match that I made for the Royal Rumble still stands. In fact, you know what? Let's do a 6 man to team match tonight. Let's have Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, and the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. And Paul Hammond says, you know, good and well, Roman isn't here tonight. And Nick says, you're right. But, you know, we can still do the match if the bloodline can find a third member to join their team and if not i guess it'll be a two on three handicap match good luck to you and paul was trying to fight for the microphone and nick wasn't having it i love nick aldis he is so great as the smackdown Judo manager he doesn't take shit from roman reigns or paul Heyman, and we know this guy can still go in the ring so one day Roman Reigns will push this man too far and Nick Aldis will buck on him and what I love about him is that even though the people might not be familiar with him on a grand scale just yet they're building him up via his authority role being the guy that you have to respect being the guy that you got to cheer for because he is not backing down to Roman Reigns whatsoever he is defying everything Roman's throwing at him and I love that Nick carries himself as an absolute star and this hire by wwe was long long overdue but paul your thoughts on nick aldis basically telling paul Heyman, fuck off
2: Mm. (laughs) i i like i just can't believe how well uh nick aldis has hit so far i mean obviously we're very early but um i mean i feel like he's the best guy that they've had in that role i mean i by the time it's done, it, we, I might say ever, but, um, you know, it, it probably the best one since at least Bischoff, um, you know, and, and maybe even going back to William Regal, but even like William Regal did a lot of comedy and I don't sense that we're going to be getting a lot of comedy out of Nick Aldis. Um, He seems to be about, you know, just making sure to do business and the new regime, um, you know, I think a lot of that comedy was just to pop Vince and I just don't think we're going to see stuff like that anymore. I I mean, it's possible, but, um, you know, I I just, Hunter doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to book stuff just to amuse himself. So, you know, he's doing a job that he was hired to do, and he's doing it really well. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure uh, it seems too good to just be an accident. So I I feel like they're laying seeds. um, Or it could just be Nick himself saying, hey, you know what, like, I'll do this. And then eventually maybe, you know, I'll suggest, Hey, if you want me to get in the ring, I, you know, I still got my boots, Um, you know, but, but it's probably more like they're, they're deliberately building it for that. So, um, because again, you know, like, like, you know, Scott said earlier, like we, we got a lot of time to get to get to Terry. (laughs) So we, you need some opponents and uh, they can certainly build up Nick all this, to, uh, to be a, a credible challenger at some point uh, if, if that's what they want, or even just non-title, you know? Or, you know, if Roman's a babyface, Nick can be a heel, you know, back then. Because I, I think the role he's playing, he could do the exact same thing with a babyface, and he would be consistent with his character, but he'd be, he'd be booed. So I don't think he's like a pure babyface general manager. I think he's just a no-nonsense. He's not going to take shit from anybody. And it doesn't matter if you're a babyface or a heel – I'm the boss. And I love that. It's a breath of fresh air. And it's something I don't, like I could like I say, I don't know if we've ever had, um, you know, in, in, in that role. Uh, Shawn Michaels is kind of like that, but we hardly ever see him. So I wouldn't necessarily say him, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. And, and this segment was just another in, in a great series, like right from the very first one he did where <laughs> I'm a big fan of, your dad you know like it's it's right. she's, she's just so good so good
0: yes fabulous and like nick got swag you know just swag for days carries himself like a star suit game on point we know that that day is coming when he's gonna take that suit off He's gonna whoop some ass looking forward to that that dual contract magically is gonna kick in to be a wrestler so i'm here for it he's meant for this role and he might go down as one of the greatest authority figures in the history of wwe that is not blasphemy because this guy carries himself like an absolute star and as i said before the fans see that and they love it he comes out there gets a pop they love how he defies paul and roman and when that face-to-face goes down promo for promo in the ring one day i'm here for it. that is the only reason well i am down for the triple header bottom of the third inning whenever nick is up to bat to take on roman reigns Title or non title, I'm here for it. But Scott, your take on the opening segment of Friday Night SmackDown.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's arguably been the MVP of SmackDown, if you want to keep it a buck. I mean, he all his segments are good, they all make sense. Um, you know, and Paul, you mentioned him being a heel eventually when he or you know, him being able to be a heel and him just being this no nonsense guy. Him and Adam Pierce, I think, is a perfect example of that. He didn't do anything, you know, evil. He was just like, "Yo, I'm going to show you exactly what the deal is and what it's going to be, whether you like it or not. This is how it, this is how it is now that I'm here." And and you know, Adam Pierce was like, "What in the world's going on?" And there was no good guy, bad guy. It was just, "I'm going to do it better than you." And I, I I think that's like you said, it's a breath of fresh air. Um, we don't. Adam Pierce certainly wasn't like this. You know what I mean? Like this. It's night and day how they've presented those two. And you you already mentioned it. Like I said, they need challengers. He's somebody, whenever he takes those shoulder pads off, people are going to be like, oh my God, that's, that's still all you. There's no bodysuit. That's all you right there, big man. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to all that as well.
0: Loving it, loving it, loving it. So I'm here for the Nick Aldis run on SmackDown, easily one of the highlights every Friday night on Fox as we get ready to move to USA Network in October. All of these things moving around and we don't know where Monday Night Raw is going to be. So let's get ready to move that address too, eventually in all in due time as we get to. I think maybe my personal favorite match of this week, it was Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Now this match... I like to call old reliable, no matter when it happens, where it happens, give them 15, 20 minutes is going to be good, if not great. And that was the case on Friday night love this match. They deliver something different, and Bailey always finds a unique way to use Bianca Belair's ponytail against her. This time, let me tie it up into the rope. Let me knee you in the corner, but Bianca Belair says, I got you. I'm going to trip you with my own ponytail. Love that spot. Great back and forth action throughout. Love the near falls. They just click in the ring together. Bianca Belair has gone on the record saying how much she loves working with Bailey. Between her and Becky, those are her best opponents in WWE, and you can see why they never miss. And the most interesting aspect of this match was the fact that all of Damage Control, Io, Sky, the Women's Champion, we had Asuka, Dakota Kai, and Kyrie saying at the ringside. And we know that, and we know that Dakota can't get physical still because of her ACL injury. But it, does that mean that Asuka, Kyrie, and Io can't get involved to help Bailey out? And there were a couple of spots when Bailey tried to distract the referee. And she wanted the help. She wanted the assist from her teammates. And they just stood there and said, No, nah, we good. We're not going to be touching Bianca Belair behind the referee's back. We're good. You got this. We trust you to finish the job on your own. And Bailey was upset about that. And eventually she got hit with the KOD. One, two, three. Great sell job by Bailey. Backstage, you know, Dakota Kai is trying to do the raw raw pep talk. Hey, Bailey, you lost but we wanted to see what you what you could do on your own. But we still believe in you, Warrior Rumble. You got this. You're going to challenge Rhea for the championship. It's all good. We believe in you, bullshit. Because I believe at some point very soon, they are going to turn on her, engineered by Dakota Kai. And for all I know, she might be cleared by the Warrior Rumble and she might eliminate Bailey just because, Scott.
1: Yeah, the... um. This is a very intriguing story. I, you know, I I've said my pick is Liv Morgan for the Women's Royal Rumble, but Bailey's got a very strong case to win the Rumble and uh, to really, this is this could be very similar to uh, uh, the way Evolution kind of turned on Orton. Um, you know, it's a little different. EO Sky being the champion and whatnot, but the way they're just, I can already see them having this big celebration and then Dakota Kai just thumbs up thumbs down and we get the big beat down so um yeah i i you know bailey's got a good shot to win the rumble and they they've done a good job with this story some people tell I, I you know i i don't think it's been the best faction that they've had you know some people saying that they haven't won enough to be considered the best faction but as far as what they've done in the in between themselves in the faction i think the story has been uh handled pretty well not a fan of Oscar just always being a background player but that's just me being selfish i think she should always be at the forefront but that's again that's just me being selfish
0: not selfish correct in everything that you say as always and i co-sign on everything but paul i think that you might have hinted at this being you know the best match you saw this week in WWE? Your thoughts on Bianca Belair versus Bailey, part 55. Am I being facetious? Yes, but I don't care because it was still good.
2: Yeah, no, that that definitely was um, kind of took me by surprise. I I I you know, it, it just kept getting better and better and as as it went on and they threw in some twists and churns and you mentioned the thing with the um with the braid and there was a couple spots where you know like they all like they almost had me thinking that Bailey was gonna win, even though I knew she wasn't. You had the uh you know, all the members of damage control at the outside. They might as well have been holding up signs that say, We're about to turn on Bailey. Um, like it's so obvious to everyone except for Bailey that she's about to get turned on which is always for me the best kind of stories because you know it's coming you just don't know when and and bailey because she's a heel um if she doesn't figure it out like that's okay um you know like we'll have sympathy for her when we need to somebody will probably make the save you know and help her out whether that's you know trinity or mercedes or you know like somebody else um you know, she'll have her own faction or, you know, or at least, you know, two or three people that'll help her out. And, uh, you know, and I think what, like, when Scott talks about, you know, them being, you know, whether they're the best faction or not, what they are, when Roman Reigns is not around, they are what SmackDown runs around. Like, they they build the show around damage control. That's their value. Whether they're winning or losing, they're like, they're more like the – um the judgment day, you know, like they're more like SmackDown's version of the judgment day. And it's all women, which is something like, I remember, I think it was the show before survivor series where, you know, they had 10 segments, I think on this show involving either them or their opponents when, you know, at the time it was Charlotte and Bailey and Bianca and um, Shotzi and, and they, you know, they had all these different segments. And I mean, and this is a women's faction. So it, and you don't even think about it. It's not like it's equal opportunity. It's not like there's a box that you're checking off to see, you know, Oh, we got to make sure we have this many segments of men and this, you know, it's just, it's just natural. And, and that to me is, is, um, the, the value there. And now if, if Bailey could spin that off into something else, now we have two groups that we can do, we can do this with. So, um yeah, I, I was again a big fan of the match. Um and uh yeah, my definitely my match of the week in WWE. Like, I guy would say it the Cody and the Shin the Cody Shinsuke match was really good as well. But I just I think if I was gonna watch one back, it would have been this one for sure. And yes. uh, yeah. So
0: yeah. It was really, really good. And in more breaking WWE alumni news, Dolph Ziggler did in fact show up in TNA tonight during the oh. Hard to Kill show. Oh. Is he the so big the, signing? Maybe. He's bigger than
2: Dana Brooke. You're definitely. for <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, Trinity did lose to Jordan Grace, so it appears that she might be back in time for the Warrior Rumble in a couple of weeks.
2: Her, her and Sean Spears.
0: Yes, Sean Spears in Number the 10 spot. Why not? Yeah. Let's play into that. Why and not? More, okay. And more WWE alumni news. Mr. Farley will be facing Takahashi at New Japan Windy City Ride in Chicago on April 12th. Sorry, who's that? Mustafa
2: Ali versus Well, Mustafa Udur- Lee, I guess. I don't know what I thought you said, but it wasn't that. Um <laughs> wow, okay. I thought you said like Chris Farley. That's what, like what are you talking Chris about? Farley. <laughs> Chris Farley Chris <laughs> Farley. Mustafa Ali. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Uh,
1: okay. what's his name? I, I can see Beverly. I can see it. What's what's his, uh, what was his name? The Beverly Hills Ninja or something? Oh, what was that movie? <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: i don't i don't think i saw
2: it
0: I know, the movie. One, I know i know what
1: you're a, talking about yeah he had a movie where he was like a ninja he was really bad and he had and it was luke kang was the really good
0: one. oh
2: okay so yeah that's so he's facing hiromu for the uh junior title or do no, i guess hiromu's not the champion anymore so it's just a match
0: yes for right now it is just a match going down april 12th in chicago that's cool that's yes cool. Yes, so good alumni news for all the people in WWE doing things and other promotions. Continue to kill it and get that bag. And I think Top Dollar also debuted tonight at mm-hmm. TNA's Hard to Kill. Good for him as well. A major That's a big signing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are funny, Paul Fontaine. <laughs> well, the show's, show's not over. We might still get, uh, I don't even know who's left. That is a
0: good point. Who else can show oh, up to end the July. show? Oh, gosh. He has another name, doesn't he? Yeah, Ezekiel. <laughs> I think there's a third name now, not Ezekiel. Yeah, he's, I yeah, he's Elijah. Elijah, okay. that's right. Elijah. Okay, okay. He's Elijah. He's going to Elijah. With the e's. Yes, Elijah Wood said it's his new name. So but, I guess after
1: this, he'll have to be Ebuchadnezzar because you yes. gotta see if you're gonna stick with the E's, you know, he would be Ebuchadnezzar. Um, and then I don't know. I don't know. Any yeah. ease after that. Idris is already taken. So.
2: Yes.
0: Remain yeah. biblical. That's all you can do in that situation. As we now get to our main event, a Friday night Smackdown of Fox involving the two on three handicap match involving supposedly Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Ellie Knight versus Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso from the bloodline. No one was able to step up to be their partner because pretty deadly saw oh. It's not both of us. It's only one of us. We're going to just step aside and uh, call us back later. I did love that. So you know what Solo did? He wasn't scared. He wasn't afraid. He took out Randy Orton before the match started. And Jimmy just co-signed on his brother's energy because at first he was scared and worried about what was going to happen. But he followed Solo's lead and he was into the match. I am laughing at Yeet Gate as he has no for Yeet trying not to be like his brother oh they're so gonna get back together before the end of this year they're too similar it's adorable but anywho it was AJ Styles and LA Knight versus the bloodline and it was a good tag team match the story of this match is AJ Styles really refusing to tag in LA Knight like I got this leave me be I don't need you don't want you don't need your help But it came down to Randy Orton coming through in the clutch to help his team win this match. Lands an RKO on Jimmy Uso out of nowhere for the victory. After the match is over, they got their revenge on Solo and Jimmy whoop their asses three on two and they powerbomb Solo through the table as Randy Orton closed out the show in only the way he can by saying we put his big ass through that table. Sure enough, they did. And LA Knight and AJ Styles coexisted. But I'm going to be very fascinated by these dynamics heading into the Warrior Rumble because AJ's really leaning into being this darker character, being anti hero, very new Japanish from 10, 11 years ago. So I'm intrigued by this heading into the Warrior Rumble. But your thoughts on this main event, Scott?
1: Yeah, you know, Solo said he wasn't worried. I don't think Solo's won a match since John Cena. So maybe you should start worrying about his matches a little bit more. As far as AJ goes, this is uh absolutely the same character that AJ had when Aces and Eights uh, had taken over TNA. I yeah, I think they were still TNA at the time when they had taken over TNA, and he had just come back, and nobody knew what side he was on, and he was doing the whole Lone Wolf thing, and um, I, so this I you know he I'm sure he did it in New Japan too, but this is where this is the memory it, it invoked for me was that Aces and Eights thing. Um, I don't remember uh, him having the, uh, the 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 red lobster pants though. I don't remember <laughs> that part of the outfit. <laughs> no. I remember the dark hoodie and 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 the hair and the awful promo, but I do not remember those pants. Um, but yeah, I, the match was fine. It was just to give Orton a, a nice reaction as he came out. I love the finish, the super kick. Orton holds it for a second, then drops him right into an RKO. That was a great spot. But uh. Yeah, maybe Solo should start worrying about the matches a little bit more.
0: Agreed. That is a staggering stat. Has not won since November against John Cena. And we made so much fun of Solo hitting John Cena with 15 Samoan spikes to his neck. And you ain't won a match since, son. <laughs> really?
1: Oh, he, you know what? You Now nah, it makes sense. He broke his thumb. Oh, my he God. He, he broke his thumb. So uh, thank you for reminding me, you Kiel. Know, that's what happened. Too many spikes.
0: His thumb has been neutralized. That's what we're saying here. But Paul, your thought on the main event and the lone wolf, AJ Styles, you know, trying to make a way out of no way on his own with his red lobster pants, according to Scott.
2: I, yeah, I, it, it, I don't know what, what to think about this. Cause it, it felt almost like bait and switch, you know, I mean, earlier in the show, um, you know, Nick Aldis got us all excited by like insinuating that it was going to be Roman Reigns, and then oh well, and now we're going to have a partner, and then Paul Heyman spends the whole night trying to find a partner, and I kind of expected it's like somebody, you know, like it, we we're going to get some sort of surprise, and then as it turns out, it's like oh no, you know, Solo's just ah, we're just going to do this on our own, and uh, and then they take out Randy right away, so then now instead of it being a six man, it's just a tag, and uh, and then you know, Randy just comes back and they win, and it's like. Yeah, I hadn't realized that Soloskoa hadn't won since beating John Cena. And it's so weird because they did such a great job of protecting him for so long. And now he's just, like, losing all the time. So, um, you know, I mean, he's losing to top guys. And, I mean, most of the losses are on house shows. But still, I mean, he's he's still losing. And uh, so, yeah, I I mean, it was there. Um, It very much just felt like, you know, I it's typical booking you know like the three guys that are going to be challenging for the title beat the stable mate of the you know of, of the guy they're challenging so um in that sense you can't really complain about it but it was just like at the end of it it was like it was a pretty good episode of the show and then it just kind of i don't know even though the baby faces won it just kind of felt like it ended a little bit flat um it really this show needed roman unfortunately, and I guess he's got only a certain amount of dates, so he couldn't be there, and uh we got what we got. Everyone performed their their job well. It's just, I don't know, it just didn't hit very well for me. That's all.
0: Agreed. I think when Nick Aldis, you know, tried to make the match a, six, a six-man a tag, and Roman was supposed to be in the match, and Paul says he's not here tonight, It's kind of took the win out the room for me. Yeah. You know, it was like, okay, that's why I say Roman's an absentee champion. I stand by that for these moments like this. He needed to be there. He'll be there probably the next couple of weeks heading into the Warrior Rumble. But yeah, he was definitely missed. And I will say the finish was kind of anticlimactic. But Scott, your take on the main event?
1: All right, well, I mean, not, not even just anticlimactic. Like, the finish of the match completely set up the, the great return of the babyface coming back to avenge his, his stable mates who got jumped three on two. <laughs> what? <laughs> what so so the gm bullies the two guys into a, a handicap match so then they try to even the odds and whatnot but now the big guy the the the, the fat guy as, as orton called him he gets powerbombed through a table so now we got to have our baby face hero right at least that's how that's that's what that's what they portrayed out to me the baby face hero has to come back and avenge his stable mace, which is what's going to happen. He is going to come back and avenge them and win the match, but it just why why didn't you why didn't you just have him take the, just take them all out? like why, why why did he just take Orton out? Why didn't they just come and lay each one of them out throughout the night? and then maybe you just have l a. Knight out there, or mm-hmm. you just have A.J. Styles out there, or you just have Randy Orton out there? I mean why why would you just take Orton out? Why? Why just him? It just—it didn't make sense to me.
0: Agreed. When you spell it out like that, what a dumbass plan, <laughs> Roman. Get your troops together.
1: Make no, no, no. Wise man, be wise. <laughs> just, just be wise.
0: Well, who is telling the wise man to be wise, Roman? Eh, the Roman. plans have not been executing at all lately. That's because Jimmy over there trying to yeet. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeet is making all kind of money. Blurred yeet, no yeet, regular yeet, semi-yeet. I'm here for the yeets, I got to say. And with that, this wraps up the week that was for WWE. A lot of a lot of stuff happened in WWE across Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. But before we go, it's now time to throw back to a classic segment that we have when Paul Fontaine is here. So we're going to pick our guilty pleasure and the thing that you, the viewer, should avoid at all costs. Paul is our guest this week. Your picks?
2: Uh, so earlier I said uh, that the pick, my pick, was going to be the um the the segments with Tiffany and, um, Fallon. And, but that, then I found something worse. I was actually wrong. (laughs) That was the worst. (laughs) Avoid that. (laughs) Oh gosh. Just skip it. You know, if you got the Hulu cut, hopefully it didn't make it. Otherwise just use that little (laughs) fast forward button. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Move on. Um, and then do, do, are we also doing the guilty pleasure as well? Yes. Sorry. I was distracted a second. My guilty pleasure is something I'm amazed we didn't actually discuss, and it would be the R Truth video mm-hmm. on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny! And uh, whoever came up with that, um, th- there's that picture with them as babies, um, and then Archer's line where it's Dom and Nick Mysterio. I don't even <laughs> know, I've never even met Nick, but he's my brother. <laughs> just, oh my god. God, this is so funny. Um, I I was just howling. I yeah, that's you know, watch that three times and skip the skip the uh, simple life.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, Scott, your turn.
1: Um, I I I'm Baron Corbin and, and uh, okay, Breaker. Yeah. I, I I love those two together. I I'm fully on board with this team and just letting them do what they need to do. I'm fully on board with that um and dr true stuff is speaks for itself uh national treasure needs to be protected at all costs he should have a job for life yes. as far as uh the uh what you can avoid yeah i I think i'm on board with the uh with the tiffany thing but I, i'll i'll do something different since he picked that i wasn't feeling the uh the tag title match i and i'm not feeling the mob i uh i think it's time for the mob to go i think it's time for d'angelo to uh Turn the stacks into some smaller stacks and throw them into the ocean
2: with uh, two nickels. You reminded me of what I was gonna pick, and it was the it was um JC Jane trying to convince all the Chase You women to uh join Mandy Rose's OnlyFans.
1: And <laughs> hey, hey, wait a minute. So all the women now I chase you just dress like JC Jade all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. all, all the women do that now,
2: yeah, yeah. and uh yeah. So I, I'm pretty
1: sure that's where that one's going. Maybe <laughs> he he because she's yeah. like, we gotta make some money. Yeah. Pretty woman. <laughs> oh my god. How to be a hoe. <laughs>
0: wow.
2: You can I, I make, didn't say that. You can make you can make an excess of five hundred dollars a night without leaving the comfort of your own bedroom. Do <laughs> you, you recognize that? That's shout out, uh, shout out to
1: Julia Roberts.
2: Velvet Jones. Or no, Vel. Uh, Vel- yeah, Velvet Jones School of Technology, Eddie Murphy on SNL, old school.
0: Classic, a classic, yeah. oh my goodness. So my guilty pleasure is also our truth and him being a part of Judgment Day, and the best part of all of this is Damian Priest being broken every single week. He was broken on Twitter, laughing at the merchandise that is a top seller for www.shop.com. It's awesome i love our truth this is a great storyline the best High part comedy. of that is
2: jd mcdonough's name isn't on the
0: <laughs> no he said listen i won my match the stip applies i'm on this shirt be gone jd that is yeah. smart marketing like mm-hmm. i love it i love it and damien priest laughing at this is the best i love him as well um the thing to avoid at all costs um my apologies to scott in advance Please avoid the Miz versus JD McDonough on Monday Night Raw. It was not very good at all. Uh just rewatch him and Gunther from last month when it was high quality. Otherwise, skip that match and those weak ass kicks and strikes by Michael.
3: Terrible.
2: That was Finn Balor's Funko, uh, Funko's fault. Not, not Miz's. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. The floating head.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um...
0: The rare case Scott can't defend his guy. (laughs) (laughs) He broke him. I broke. He's (laughs) actually (laughs) broken.
2: Oh my god! He's still. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Oh my god! You <laughs> think he left? <laughs> Either he legit okay. had technical difficulties, or he legit left the show. Oh, it was too perfect. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we broke Scott to the point he left the air. Love <laughs> and <All my> tears. <laughs> Oh my God.
2: <laughs> I'm literally
0: crying. oh I pray too. Okay, if you only saw the live on the air, that was an all time moment. <laughs> Just being gone. But <laughs> we're going to find a way to wrap up this show as my side hurts. Uh, I want to thank Scott in spirit <laughs> for <laughs> being with us today alongside Paul Fontaine, who made this last couple of minutes unforgettable. <sighs> oh later later <laughs> we will be back next monday morning recapping another week that was for wwe recapping the highs and lows from raw smackdown in the and nxt as we are going to be about a week away until the warrior rumble going down live in st petersburg tampa at tropicana field until then enjoy the week ahead guys For Softy scott young who's not here for paul fontaine and myself that is a wrap for all things WWE. Take care. <laughs> Wait a second.
2: Because <laughs> Let me tell you what we're not gonna do.
0: <laughs> we're gonna add. <laughs>
1: Scott. I got. I got booted. I got booyakud. I, I got. I got booted.
0: You got mic You got mic <laughs> because when we dragged Michael Masanin, you froze. <laughs> And we thought we broke you. And we thought you left the show. We did.
1: No, nah, I got I got I got booted. I got booted. Oh you gotta see the picture. All I all I all I heard was you said Miz had some weak kicks and then I said it wasn't the worst match of the week and I got I got uh. I think George got mad at you. I rock with George though. <laughs> I rock. I'm I'm advocating for the show to come back.
0: Oh my gosh. Just for that, we have to clip the moment Scott <laughs> froze. No, we don't. Yes, we no, do. We don't. Oh, no, we
1: yes don't. we do. We
0: do. We have to capture this for the people to see this in real time on oh, a yeah. delay. Yes, we do. <laughs> Oh, to truly encapsulate how special this was. I am crying. My sight hurts. That was an all-time rap moment as Michael literally broke this show and therefore broke up Scott's internet. But we were doing the sign-off. Any closing thoughts, Scott, before we go for real this time?
1: What else you want me to say? I just got booted off when y'all was trying to bag on my boy like that, man. That's what it was. He didn't want me to hear y'all bagging on my mans like that. Pause. But... (laughs) <laughs> Listen, because that was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, now I ain't got no final statements, Paul. Thank you for coming on, man. It's always a blast, Keela, It's always a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. Looking forward
0: to this week. All right, that's a don't sign hinder off.
1: gender either. Don't hinder gender. Shout out to Gender Mahal. Let's get it.
0: All right, if he wins live rap on YouTube, Real the Scott, the salty Scott Young, hour of him reading feedback and screenshots. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. We cannot do that sign off without you properly. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, Never love. say goodbye. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the greatest closing to an episode of The Rap ever. I love it. It will be clipped because we have to see the moment Scott froze and came back. But until then, enjoy the week ahead, guys. Enjoy everything across WWE. We are... In the home stretch for the Royal Rumble. Let's get into it. So, until next week, that's this week for the wrap for myself, for Salty Scott Young, and Paul Fontaine. Take care and bye bye.